Hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Headspace Podcast. This is the show where we talk about new-ish hip-hop albums, break them down track by track, give our thoughts and opinions, keeping in mind that we are some regular people who just started doing this, and we're going to keep doing it, and we learn as we go. My name is Holden Stefan Roy, or HSR. My name is Chris Chrome. And today... We will be talking about a relatively interesting album by the name of Psychodrama by an artist whose name is simply Dave. Before we jump into it, and you can you can check the description of the video to see when it starts. May I just state of all of the names of all of the artists we have covered, Dave is bold and I like it. Why? Because it's so simple. It's not Dave the this. It's not David Banner. It's not. It's just Dave. Dave. That's like strong. I don't know why. Okay. Just it's a powerful, regular, normal name. Anyway, uh, we just to let you know, you guys coming here are probably going to be far more familiar with Dave's music as a whole as we are. I know Chris has heard some of it before, but in general, so bear with us. We're Canadians. The UK scene is something relatively new to us, and we're just curious people who want to grow. So on that note, we totally encourage your comments every Definitely. video i'm gonna come answer you in that comment section and we take it as learning experience so that when dave drops his next project through all of your great education points because his wiki page is like this fucking big so if you know shit you can like see we tried to google so you can drop it knowledge about dave you can tell us stories about like seeing him live you can just correct anything we say that sounds stupid we can have a whole conversation It'd be mad dope on that note we like to read our favorite comment at last week's episode and last week uh we spoke about dizzy wright and his album nobody cares work harder and true to that it was one of our poor performing episodes in a long time it appears that i was one of the few people who seemed to care so nobody seemed to care that much as he works harder and he worked really hard on that note i'm saying check out the album it might not be like the greatest thing ever but it was a really interesting thing to listen to it adds to the credence that hip-hop is not dead and that there is great content out there for those who don't believe it i got to give dizzy Wright a serious credit i was highly interested in the album Anyway, nice, nice. on that note, Lindell Williams dropped this comment. The album is somewhat of a nice listen. Some of the beats didn't suit my taste. I, I can get where he's coming from. It's a, it's a bit of an all-over type. However, the concepts were on point. Your score of 4.41 is right on the mark. I feel the I Make Sure song stuck out to me the most. I think that's why he saved it for last. To me, it felt more uh, what he is musically. Damn it, I clicked away. Give me one second. And not so much the pop-sounding stuff he threw on the album as a draw. He'll eventually get his props and great review. Thanks, Wendell. I always like hearing shit like that. You can also tell me it's a trash review if you think that. I'm also into that stuff because it's good to get the truth. Um, but yeah, we really, really do care. And before we jump into it, it's always important to give a special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prada, Super Old School 1994, Carl J, Lynn Dale Williams, same dude. Anyway, I think we have a bit to talk about today as we discuss Mr. Dave. So Chris, why don't you tell the Google Analytics scan bots what we are talking about God, one more time? Well, for today's Headspace album, episode 119 is Dave's psychodrama. You ever, like, you, at a certain point, you actually, just side note, you stop caring what episode it is. Yeah, like, yeah. you cared, like, 50, like, after 100, I was like, whatever. And then we started doing bonus episodes, so. Wow, 119 of, like, our official weekly count. That's fucking yeah. dope. 
That's like more than two full years. That's crazy. I digress. Uh, This is the part of the show where we like to contextualize um, our familiarity with the artists. I'll go first because I have less to say. I saw Dave on the Hip Hop DX website about albums that came out because like nothing came out that I thought would be like to, to review or whatever. In terms of not that nothing came out, that sounds cold. Nothing really caught my eye as I was looking for new rap albums that I felt would be like fun or interesting to right. review or like I had a reason to do it because just reviewing some boring shit to me isn't fun. So I cherry pick stuff that I would at least have something to talk about. Right. Then I came across Dave. I played the first song of this album. I was like, done. We got it. Dave, let's go. And I'm like, Chris, Dave. And he's like, I know Dave. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know Dave? Who the fuck? And then Bonnie, she's like, I know who Dave is. And I feel such like a like a left out loser here. He's never heard of Dave before. Actually, we did a gigs album that Dave features on. Oh, my gosh. Now I feel stupid. <laughs> so I know who Dave is. You may have heard of it passing, but I, I know who Dave is just because uh, a really good friend of mine has uh, introduced me to, like, the newer UK rappers, like, Dig That, and, um, well, he, he it was one of the songs that he was on, and then I kind of just engulfed myself into UK rap for, like, about a month and a half now, and a lot of them kind of worked together, and I, that's how I stumbled upon Dave. That's cool. So Chris is a bit of a Dave fan. I'm now a Dave fan, spoiler alert. But I do want to contextualize. This is my first action. Like, I don't want to say that I know who Dave is. Like, I know him as a feature. I know him on certain songs. I know what he can bring, but I don't know. This is the actual first album I've sat down and really got to know who Dave is. I just wanna... At some point, I'm going to go back and, like, watch that review and see what I said about Dave. And if I said some shit like, oh, I'm going to check out his music one day and then have this moment, I'm going to feel so fucking dumb. But still, we are here with Dave, and I would have lived up to my word if I did say that because <clears throat> we're doing this album. But it's really important to me to just contextualize to y'all how familiar we are because it really impacts your perception of an album. If you're a big Dave fan, you know his whole story. Everything he spits on this shit's going to mean more to you than somebody who's maybe just discovering it for the first time. And I know this album's been out for a few weeks, um, but in my knowledge of this album is about 24 hours now maybe uh two days tops that i know of its existence so that's another thing to keep in mind this is basically like uh i chain listened to it a lot to understand it i haven't had as much time to check it out as y'all watching it have even though technically i did anyway now we're just jibber jabbering yep. the name of the album is psychodrama which is a cool combination especially because it's the i believe the first and the last song names just kind of stuck together so you get the idea that it's going to explain maybe some of the drama in his life and the psych- the psycho side of his life. You know, we're going to get like, I don't know. I just got the idea it was going to be some real storytelling, real like right. passionate shit just off that title. And I love his flaming fucking blue head as yep. he's just sitting there. It's just, it's literally fire. It's pure flame. Hey, no, it's nice because it's blue, right? So it's well, the, right. But isn't like, like the blue part of a flame is not the hardest part or is it the top or? I don't know if that's actually true, but I know that's how it goes in terms of saying. Um, but yeah, I just I like the cover because it's sparse, it's simple, and you just kind of like staring at the fiery head of him. And and so you'll remember it. Like I feel like you, I feel like you remember the cover, and maybe not the psychodrama, the like the name of it, but you remember it his kind of looks like, head, like like. I feel like the psychodrama, I know it's not designed like that, but it kind of comes off like stars in the sky spelling out psychodrama yep. just because, like, is my imagination going? But because of the colors used. Or the ashes. And the yeah, ashes the ashes from... kind of, like, fade into the background like that. So it's kind of nifty. 
see. I just I like it. I think it's I don't know how much I'm gonna remember it because it, it is just nice to me. Um, but it works. It's it's a cool like because it kind of lets you know a little bit symbolically that maybe he's feeling hot headed or there's a lot going mm-hmm. on or like it, mm-hmm. it kind of communicates at you. So I want to give him his full credit on actually coming up with a with an album cover that suits like the title and really flows. Because sometimes I just see covers and it's like okay, okay. <laughs> or sometimes you'll see covers and I'm like you try real hard. Like that, like logic one. Where it's like you tried real hard. Oh, with the, the Everyone, last supper. And, yeah, it was just whatever. Anyway, what do you think? Um, I wanted to just make it. Well, I already. I, I like the. I like the art. I like the design. It's beautiful. I mean, the, the coloring is great. I like the blue flames. How it's taking over his head. I agree with the hothead comment you made. Um, I, again, like you know the ashes and the stars, and that's all cool. It's a psychodrama. What I wanted to comment was, I like how. Um, he he created like a genre, like a psychodrama. Like if you were to watch this type of series, oh. this type of movie, like a thriller, a thing, a da 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 da. And then yes, I like how he encapsulated the first and the last song as like the beginning and the end, kind of like emboxing the whole album together. Just uh, talking about like uh, right now, I'm just talking about the uh, the track list, and I feel like this this kind of sparked a little bit of a conversation within myself. Like I. Sometimes when you look at the track list, there's a way that it's designed and put together that it's supposed to be part, it's part of the whole package. And I like how you kind of look at it and it feels like a diary chapters, like just like how it starts with psycho and ends with drama. It's like everything's like a diary chapter and everything's kind of like a different story. So I do agree also with the storytelling. All right. Well, why don't we talk about the songs? And the first one, as you may, you may not know this, but it's called psycho. Damn. This is how you start an album, I guess. If you're going to call a song Psycho, there's a few ways to spin it. Um, and he chooses to talk a little bit to us how he feels as a person on this one. I mean, you get a little introduction with a little therapy session, dude. And he's here with David. It's ch- uh, Tuesday, the 23rd of January, 2018. Maybe that's the day he's recording it. I don't know. It's his first session. So, it's, you know, you kind of like, it kind of doubles as both like the studio being like his therapist mm-hmm. in a sense. So it's, it's good imagery. Mm-hmm. I got it. But it's cool because it's almost like he's in a lab and he's like, oh, British dude. I like British accents. It's fun for me to hear British rap just because it's all new. So don't expect me to know all the slang. I'm in Canada. We don't have it here. But I'm loving learning about it as we go. And then, yeah. So it's like the therapist is like, yo, what are you dealing with? Where should we start? And he's like, look, stop out of pain. How do you stop out of pain? I used to hear a voice when I was praying, but nowadays I don't even want to be saved. Now, fuck that. I don't want to be saved. I was born to be wild. I don't want to be tamed. That's just powerful, right? Like, she's kind of fucked up and chaotic and shit in his life or that's what he's kind of implying pain things are bad are going on and he used to want to be saved he used to maybe want to escape it but now it just seems like he's totally willing to embrace it he was born to be this person so fuck that and then drops one of the dopest arrogant puns i've ever fucking heard talents in my blood but i don't want to be vain Whew. that's arrogant but it's flossy that's a, that's a good line i like it a lot but if i'm a psycho then i don't want to be sane and it's interesting, right? Because, like, mental health is a big topic in life now. And sometimes you wonder, like, if maybe... Like, I make art, and I'm not going to lie. Going through some dark-ass shit has only fucked me up, but also made me produce some hella interest. Well, I mean, I don't know if this podcast is the most interesting thing to you, but right. the fact that, like, we're, we're able to produce shit 
you know, like, do I want to give that up? Do I want to go see a person and get some pills and normalize and go be a good pleb in the fucking machine? Nah, man. So hearing this to me. Just because that sparked a question, do you think that that's also maybe just based on your own creativity? Like, you could also kind of take, like, you know, a different route. Let's say if you were to take pills or something for your whatever you have. And you use that to explain new music, like how you're coping with pills, how you're doing medication. Like, that's also part of... I think that would be boring. Then then you're the other guys going, I popped a Zanny. And that then you're then you're like that group. That is what they're doing. That it, you just described half a hip hop right now. Well, I, I like to believe that there's a difference between I'm out here on a Saturday popping three Zannies and I'm out here on a Monday popping a Zanny because I need it. I don't see a difference. I mean, there might be one little difference. A doctor told you to, but how do you know a doctor didn't tell half these rappers to start popping their first Zannies? Maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm certain a lot of them were told by friends or a lot of them got high. Yeah, yeah. But, like, there's got to be a, some of these dudes that never touched it until, like, somebody gave it to them. Anyway, that's not really the point it fair, is. Fair, fair, fair. But, like, I, I, for my life, look at it like at some point in time, I probably could have saw a shrink and got diagnosed with a thing and then ended up with some shit going on. But that sounded like it would kill me and who I am because then you're changing fundamentally who you are with chemicals to be something else. Instead, I wanted to learn how to live with who I am. So what I hear in this is that like almost like some shit I can relate to as a person who like I felt this song was super relatable. That's why I just fucking wanted to start because i don't know what chris was gonna go with it but i thought this one was like super relatable to me personally i like it hit me in a lot of like like if you checked any of the poems i put out recently it's a bunch of anxious bullshit and like i feel like this guy is just like an articulate version of some of the things i've been feeling you know i just dropping like he's anyway he's dropping some dope shit like easy as the alphabet three g's in the ring call me alvarez my teacher used to say i need counseling couldn't stop me asking what do you feel there's so many old scars they want to reveal you know like some real shit like i mean we'll get into his environment on other songs but i like how he's just kind of starting talking and plus he like flips up the flows as the beat flips up and shit like when all of a sudden he just starts talking about wanting a girl and shit later on in the song and it's just really fucking strong but like he really just flows like he lets you know where he's from we're from south side but it's treat them over here and i'm telling if you're selling hold the wedding over here so you know just a little bit of a context to where he's from um and in general it's like it's 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 just there's no chorus right it's like the stream of consciousness barrage and i was really enthused with it as he flows into the end after putting a lot of things he just flips into how suicide isn't worth it right like i know i kind of like done it but it's like suicide doesn't stop the pain you're only moving it lives that you're ruining thoughts of a world without you in it hiding i ain't a psycho but my life is and i like how he gets to the end part there or like you know deeper insecurities life what like what if i don't have a legacy money why they check for me mummy lost respect for me anyway all sorts of shit like that but to culminate to this point where it's like a little bit like you might wake up feeling like you want to kill yourself that might happen in your life i mean it's normal sometimes when you're coping with a lot to question some dark ass shit i don't know if that's normal but it's normal when you're going through some dark ass shit to maybe want to question some things like that doesn't mean you're anything it may but it's not like you know life can be fucked up sometimes you question your purpose and all that and i feel like what dave with his most ordinary of names has done 
is created this really relatable and super honest breakdown of like I guess his emotional state but I bet many people on their different grinds just trying to find their path in life can kind of get to this I'm like get to that point where it's like but nah regardless you know accept that shit inside of yourself because it's fuel almost right it's part of who you are it might not be great but it's part of who you are and suicide is not the answer and then at the end of the day i'm not psycho but my life is and i think that's really what it culminates what a way to end that so like if i think about my life maybe i could have gone and seen a shrink and been prescribed shit and like my dad got prescribed with some shit and like it fucked him up i watched him kind of use it as a victim card and i seen a lot of people maybe a lot of people need some shit i'm not trying to discourage it but for me i felt like maybe there was a better way to use art or something to cope that's what i did and these podcasts and shit like that like by by having a purpose it's easier to live and i i feel like a good way to describe my life right now is i ain't psycho but my life is sometimes the environments you're in make you feel a certain level of ways and you're just trying to get to a place where you don't feel that way i don't know man this shit with its crazy beat that just kind of updated as the song went but maintaining the tone and everything yo like i don't know like i this i feel like if there was a checklist of like sorry i forgot to say he's a really good rapper too like he's on point i mean i'm so distracted by what he was saying but he's like on point and he changes his rhythms a lot and he just fluctuates and he hates the beat like like this guy's a plus man like i don't know how i've never heard of dave sorry dave (laughs) for 4.75 on five i'll be real with you there's a little bit of a something just i'm i couldn't put this this maybe it's just too heavy right but damn this is a, this is a great song i'm definitely gonna hear it again and i'm really kind of like i there's not a lot of albums where i feel like you started and you're like wow like just wow is is the best way to kind of right. describe your, your feelings like this dude is just so real and regular and nothing's glorified and nothing is like over the top nothing is grandiose it's a guy who is spitting the facts that are his understanding of reality I guess this is this is some really hip hop shit. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, it's, it's funny you say that, and I'm only saying this because of like my 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 recent experiences. But they're all kind of like that. Like a, a lot, like a lot of the other British rappers that I listen to, the other UK rappers, they're kind of they have that same type of like directness, kind of like nonchalant. Like this is what's happening. We're just real about our shit. We're really like like. Yeah, you have your like very flashy diamonds, and you know we're out here chilling or whatnot. But they're they're even even in those type of songs, at least the ones that I've listened to, um, in those type of songs, there's you still get that sense of like there is it's it, it's it's authentic, like the authentic the the authenticity is there more than I feel that there's authenticity in a lot of let's say like let's call it pop hip hop. Chris hasn't listened to enough of the ungrand shit, but there's there's a lack of authenticity in commercial music that's yes. what you're looking yes. for yes yes exactly um i like the song i i actually i think that it's I, I agree i think it's a really good way to start the album um first off with the intro i like how he's starting it in kind of like this you know ther- therapy session uh and i like how he structured the whole verse the whole track as just him introducing himself 
to the therapist. Yeah. And it's really, it was really, really cool because not only is he introducing himself to the therapist in this way of like, well, I'm here to talk about my issues, not really just be like, hi, I'm Dave and, you know, I'm a good kid or whatever. It's like, I'm giving you the raw emotion and the raw sense of what I'm saying and, and how I'm feeling. And he's allowing us, the viewer, the listeners, to be part of that session, which was really cool. Um, you you get a you get a sense that you know I do agree. You get a sense that he is kind of embracing his his psycho his psychoness, if you want to call it, his thoughts that he's kind of using to be very creative. Um, you know, vo- I have I have a line here. I used to hear voices when I was praying, but nowadays I don't even want to be saved. Nah, fuck that. I don't want to be saved. My ex girl want to shoot cover for Vogue, uh, which is pretty ironic because she's top range. If anyone of you take a shot on tr- on a track might come back and put a shot in your frame like you kind of already see like he's real about what he's saying he's kind of dealing with like you know paranoia he's he's feeling like if anybody kind of messes with them he's got he's got shooters in a sense um he's kind of chilling with like the top range women so they're already like really really pretty and he's already kind of living that type of lifestyle but i feel like there's this type of disconnect that you can kind of hear in his voice like just he doesn't really sound like he's even happy about what he's doing. Like, he doesn't really want to glorify what he's doing. He's just kind of talking about it, uh, which was really cool. I liked um, I liked another part near, near the end where he goes, uh, my teachers used to say I need counseling. Couldn't stop asking me uh, what... What do you feel? There's so many old scars that they want to that they want to reveal. We got off on the wrong foot because I don't need I don't want him to heal. And I like how he says. Uh, oh, hold up, hold up. This dude's twenty. Yeah. I just looked it up. He's twenty. Yeah. Okay, go on. I like that because it it it. So there's there's like two for me. It's kind of like two parts. So when he goes. Uh, we got off on the wrong foot because I don't want him to heal. I feel like he's playing the role of like he's kind of like interpreting what the what the teacher might want to say. Like the teacher doesn't really care or want the kid to or Dave to to heal. But at the same time, I feel like he's talking to himself in third person, where like he he acknowledges like he doesn't even want to heal. He's still kind of like oh I'm fine with being broken. So that was really introspective as well. Um, you know, he's kind of really real when he drops the whole part that his dad wasn't around um, and that he left. So you kind of already feel like there's some type of, you know, maybe father figure issue that he's dealing with. You, f- you get the sense that he, he, had, he maybe he had to step up at some point and do some things. So it was a really nice introduction to Dave I, I, as a as a person. A lot of the songs I listened to before are more like, again, more kind of like mainstream poppy, like flashy out here. This is what we do. And this is more on like a personal this is who real this is who dave is uh for me it landed at a 4.2 i like it i think it's good uh i do find some parts relatable uh but it's it's just a little uh and i'm gonna say softer side just because like i i again i i'm more into that like the more aggressive heavier type of hyper music that i've i've heard so far so that's just my own thing all right well why don't we talk about streetham Streetham? I don't Stratham. know. Stratham. Stratham? I'm... I don't know, we're, do- we're done. We're done. All right. So, the place that we struggled to say the name of, Streetham, is a district in South London that he's from. And we know that because of, well, personally, Genius Annotations. Thank you, Genius, for always providing us well, with annotations. The song itself kind of, like, 
gives well, you that. I'm certain I could have Googled it and also learned that, but still. I grew up in Streatham. Teachers was giving man tests. Same time, them, them, man them were giving out testers. Hey. So, I mean, that's an interesting, like, bluntness, right? Yep. So, basically, while the teachers was giving us the Pythagorean theorem, the dudes on the block was giving us the drug version of the Pythagorean theorem. That's fucking real, right? Right. And then, uh, whatever, I got ping things, giving man stress. I don't know what that means. It, women, like, really attractive oh. women paying is like lavish okay okay i ain't got to sex it message or text it that's true because he's dave and he's probably getting mad girls at this point um as he's told us that's why i'm saying that i don't want to do you and i now that's dope the way he does you and i that's because you and i but he could also be like you and i like you know like he doesn't want to like stick it in like that but I'm like I'm Leicester skipping my lectures. We used to ride around all all like reckless. So I thought that was just an interesting, clever little pun there. And it just starts off strong. And uh, yeah, this one's about where he comes from. So what, what did you think, Chris? I thought it was actually really cool. It was high, uh, this is more the type of track that I like. The the beats more trappier. We could say more uh, kind of got like this more the like, the drum feel. It got that 808 popping. So it was great. It was really cool. I really liked it. Um, this is more again like you can tell. This is more of that grimier feel in terms of the flow, in terms of how he's spitting the bars. So this is more on that aggressive side that I like. And I'm not saying that this is all like, you know, run up and kill him and blah, blah, blah. No, it's not even about the context, it's about the content. It's it's literally just, you can hear that there's more of like an aggressive, more like in your face energy coming from this track. Now, um, as we know, it's it's probably it's practically the song where he's putting his his uh, city on the map that's what he's basically doing out here he's trying to just explain where he comes from and give us his environment uh something from verse one that kind of stuck out to me was stolen peds that's geely and vespas and the feds called my broski restless said he got a charge in a car no tesla and everybody round me rowdy i walk in tell the jeweler wow me i'm talking about peas just allow me 19 i put 19 on audi just bossing right now like that's just straight flexing basically um the uh, i don't i don't know what like stolen peds and geely and vespas are i think that those sounds are cars like or... his brother getting arrested right but his brother does get that's, arrested that's not flossing though i just wanted to point it out he kind of so what i took from that is stolen peds that's geely and vespas i don't really know what that means but i'm gonna click on the genius it sounds like they're stealing shit and the feds uh caught him and then he said he got a charge in the car, no Tesla, mm-hmm. because that's a good version of a charge in a car. Mm-hmm. And a bad version is like when you're in a car and you catch a charge. Everybody around me rowdy. So a lot of people in my world are kind of crazy, rowdy, fucking, you know, got a certain thing. I walk in until the jeweler wow me. Maybe that one's a little flexy because you can just walk in and be like, impress me with your finest wares, yo, jeweler. If you're talking about peas, which I, according to Genius, is money, yeah, just pounds. allow me which is allow me. I've never heard anyone say it like Toronto. that. I've never myself heard that anyone say it like that. I'm like, okay. That's because Drake went and hung out there for a while. That's why Toronto would say it. Because Drake probably no, said Drake it. No, Drake took it from the, from, from the UK. That's what I just said. But Drake didn't bring it to Toronto. They were saying it before okay. he was there. Anyway, or like then, before. It- then you're right. This next line is flossing. At 19, he put 19K something on an Audi. Okay. Anyway, go on. 
I find I I think it's more it was, I find it was dope he's, just in terms of like a boss status like he's trying to give us like his how they're moving out here. I do agree that you know his brother getting or his bro getting arrested and stuff isn't really a balling thing, but it's part of like that kind of that realness authenticity that is that he's trying to bring to the table. I'll give it to you if you want to say he's got authenticity. Boom! I'm saying that to me wasn't flossy. It was more, boss like. I'll give it to you. Mm -hmm. Flossy. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Choice of words. Um, and then I feel like in verse two, it kind of got a little bit more real. Uh, something that really stuck out was, uh, man are dead or in jail. That's useless. Tell you if you've got a brain, that, then use it. Now I drive past man I went to school with. You was the cool kid. Now you look clueless. Friends of enemies are enemies and enemies of enemies are friends. And that's just like, that's just really getting that depth gritty into really what his society is you, you skip the fucking coke to coke bar okay say it i'm still trying to tell man fuck the audi because apparently the audi tt's for some reasons cocaine i don't know why that's what Gina told me and then ben's sounds like that ben's or whatever shit that you cut the coke with to make the crack so by taking it fuck the audi make your real money in the crack shit when you try and make it out the ends so therefore that drug dealer shit be smart about it don't be fucking dumb selling the coke get into the real money and then friends of enemies are enemies and enemies of enemies are friends that's just some art of war shit yeah it was dope uh but sorry I, I, I stole your thunder i don't want to be an asshole <laughs> none did nothing um but i do like how he's kind of expressing like you know mans are already dead or they're in jail like it's the two only real options they have and it, the fact that also i kind of like how he's trying to be out here like tell the young ones the youth uh if you've got a brain then use it like he's trying to be you know a little bit giving advice and he's trying to like change i guess his community or whatnot so overall i do really like the beat it was really hyped up it was energetic he's crazy flow on this and it's not like you know double time or like quick fix but it's just it's a new type of style and just type of realism that's part of it so i gave it a 4.5 fair enough um i really liked it because i feel like it's about describing his reality a little bit more so in the last one we got his mental state where he's at in life and in this one he's just kind of describing i found it very matter of factly again and he was just going through kind of his surroundings you know shit like my young g done draws in eights now he's cutting through bricks like the 118 and i ain't on indirects diss me and i take that personal how you gassed off a note that's purple but you never get it off white like Virgil. So I get the sense there. The first part's about dudes around him selling drugs and shit. And he's like, yo, if you come at me, I'm going to be authentic with you. And how are you going to imply I'm anything but fresh? Because I'm always on point. That's what I took from that. Maybe I'm wrong. And in general, it's just like, I liked when he said, that's war with a German, Winston Churchill. There's just no way anybody on this continent is coming up with that line. And I thought it was cool because it made me, he's dropping history bars to prove how dope he is as a strategist. And I'm like, yeah, that's the difference between having Canadian heroes, I guess, in the UK, having that. Um, overall, I, I felt like the second one was kind of like about upgrading life. And he's trying to like tell people as he's watching people, he's blowing past, right? Like he is excelling because he's applying these different methods to life and he wants other people to do it, but maybe they're not. Mm -hmm. um, but he told me, he's on me when he sees me i barely remember why we're beefing i was like damn so he's got people in his life that fucking want to take him out and he's well, like the dealer in that verse is the dealer 
Right, but like it was more. I was saying the the fact he doesn't even really remember what the fuck right. we're happening right, from, right? right? So just that kind of world that you're in. I guess if you've just got enemies for being successful, because in your world you've got the bullshit education system versus drugs for actual money in your life and shit. I don't know, man. I think it's a really honest way to like just break down a bunch of shit. I thought it was super interesting to listen to good beat and like i i felt like it wasn't flossing to a point of like excess it wasn't glorifying it was more in line with talking about what he knows and where he comes from because mm-hmm. it's fitting into building out the situation for his psychodrama that is his life um and yeah i thought it was dope so i gave it a 4.5 i liked it nice would you give it 4.5 fair the next one is called black this one is a pretty interesting look at like what it feels like to be a black person, what it is to be black, I guess, in the UK, but it could, I guess, also be in America. It seemed really familiar to, the story seems like pretty similar compared to what the American version seems to sound like, but damn, like there's every line just kind of paints like another picture towards it where you get to the end of the song it feels like you get a bit of a landscape of what all the different little things that it means to be black as opposed like just stuff that really is in some cases quite jarring right Mm -hmm. like it's working twice as hard as the people you know you're better than because you need to do double what they do so you can level them black is so much deeper than just african-american our heritage been severed you never got to experiment with family cheese because they teach you about famine and greed and show you pictures of our fam on their knees i mean i never really thought about that eh? i mean I, i'm suppose maybe i should have but like just from my education so like what's it what it must be like to go to school especially in the uk colonial england type shit and watch as history is being told from all these white dudes who's enslaving black people and you're looking at pictures of i guess just always broken black men you know i bet there's not many pictures of black heroes up in those history books you know meanwhile so like everyone else gets a sense of their culture and shit we know that black history is definitely something that's under attack i'm not so much that black history i don't really like the term i like history but let's say the history that involves black people doing anything good in life is conveniently forgotten in a very systematic way um it's really fucking scary actually like we're seeing it in quebec where i come from literally in our history books it's like black people don't fucking exist i'm not even lying that is the 2018 version of a textbook they released for the young kids so that's some real shit, man. Anyway, the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice. A kid dies, the blacker the killer, the sweeter the news. And if he's white, you give him a chance. He's ill and confused. And if he's black, he's probably armed. You see him and shoot. Yeah. Like, damn. You know, like, like I know it. I mean, I don't have a lot to interpret here. He's very clear on what he's saying. He's putting it out in a very direct way this is what i see this is what i feel and when you think about the think about life from a point of perception and that you and another person can see something and like i said actually earlier to justify our podcast a bit if you've been a fan of day forever you're gonna fucking feel a certain way i basically was saying the same thing as i'm saying now here this is his lens that allows him to see the world through this and then like the second verse look black is growing up around a barbershop mommy saying stay away from trouble you're in a you're in the yard a lot studying for ages appreciating the chance you got because black is in your blood and you ain't even got the heart to stop 
that's crazy right like you gotta work all this hard and keep it focused because at the end of the day you can't escape being black you're just black black is uh, is doing all the uh sorry black is stepping in for your mother because your father's gone and standing by your children when you haven't proven karma wrong black is doing all of the above then going corner shop and trying to help a lady cross the road to have her walking off black is growing up around your family and making it then being forced to leave the place you love because there's hate in it people who say you fake the shit never stayed anyway it just goes on and describes kind of his experiences and then there's an entire fucking third verse about how black people are being misrepresented black is not divisive they've been lying and i hate that shit black has never been a competition we don't make this shit black is deadly black is when you're freezing in your home and you can't get sleep but you never feel empty because you got 20 cousins in your country living stress free, walking for their water daughter wrapped inside a bed street you know and it goes in to kind of show some more heritage but what really really got me uh, was black is people naming your countries on what they trade most coast to ivory gold coast and grain coast like you know like you you hear the names but most important to show how deep all the pain goes west, west africa, africa Benin, Benin, they called it no but like coast. especially cote d'ivoire it's still basically the coast of ivory like that yeah. is the name of the fucking country yeah i never it, it, it never clicked right like that was so dave you're teaching me history thank you sir and this kid's 20 and dropping wisdom like a motherfucker black is so confusing because the culture they're in love with it they take our features when they want and have their fun with it never seem to help with all the things we know would come with it you know i hope we are perceived like that but like yo i really appreciated all the realness in this song like it sounds like this i think are super important in times like this where maybe many people who are bigots by hearing thing like this or the i'm not racist by joiner and all these things tacked up plant seeds like how jesus preaches where you plant the seeds in the parable and it grows up and whatnot so this is amazing this is an incredible like this is next level man this is like i really hope that dave blows the fuck up um this is a five on five nice um you quoted like everything i know i agreed with there's like almost the whole song is quotable no absolutely absolutely it's not even a bad thing i i this song itself i don't really have much to say about it because it's really just straightforward like it is a really great powerful representation um i at least i feel of what you know i guess black people have to go through and and at least from hit from dave's perspective and it's it's again that rawness that authenticity the way he says the word black the way he puts emphasis on certain words on this song it it really speaks to you and it really like it really hits you on certain parts and you know some parts i could i could i could see like kind of relating to you know maybe america or whatnot and like kind of relating to just history in general uh, and then some parts are kind of maybe just relating to him or whatnot, but yeah, like I actually, like, I wish I had more to say about this song and I wish I had more to quote instead of in quoting the entire track, but it is really just super raw and authentic that it's self-explanatory when you listen to it. So honestly, I'm just going to say, I suggest everybody takes a moment to listen to it. I apologize if this feels like a cop out with not having anything, anything to say, but it's the honest truth. I mean... The song really is written almost from a point of brevity. 
And I feel like Dave is very clear. So there isn't like this deep poetic analysis required. I just know that maybe like it's just really powerful shit. Um, I for me, I left it at a four point seven. Uh, I I do think it's great. I do think it's very powerful. But this this isn't like a, an automatic five on five to me. I don't know. I, I mean, part of it is just what I want out of music, right? Because you you all want something out of music, and right? What I want out of music is social activism. I want to see all the protesting energy of people smashing buildings and looting, and I want to see people dropping songs like this instead, and everybody collectively moving towards building together. So. Man, I'm just inspired by what I heard in that song. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you know what happens when some fucked up shit goes on in war? I think that's what it is. The Purple Heart. Is that what the Purple Heart metal is? Some fucked up shit in war? That's a metal. It's a war metal, no? We can Google it next. Chris, how do you feel about this song? I like it. It's a good song. Um, I find it's kind of like time I talk too much and then you're like, I got nothing to say. So I was like, all right, Chris, go for it. No, I I do like the song. It's a very kind of softer song than uh, what we've already gotten. Uh, it's a different type. It's a kind of a different side of Dave. So this was very interesting. Um, for me, I, I kind of felt like, uh, you know, when he goes, I got a purple heart, you've got a purple heart. You think my work is art. I think, and I think you're a work of art. But girl, I can't lie, you're a gem, and I ain't even talking about the star sign. You're my superstar, you're my wishing to a shooter star. That's romantic as fuck. Like, I, I, that, that's what, that kind of encapsulates the whole, really, the whole song to me a little bit. Is just, he's kind of in his sweetheart divulging his affection for this woman. Uh, I don't think that this is somebody uh, he's in a, 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 like, an official relationship with. I think this is somebody he's just, like, deeply got a connection with. They kind of ride together they kind of you know they kind of engage in sexual actions together uh there's some type of sexual connection as well as i get from the song but she says sir that chick is down to ride any chick that calls you sir you keep that girl right uh so i mean it, it, again it's pretty straightforward the song itself i didn't really get much from it it was very it was kind of short very sweet to the point so it was cute four on five i appreciate that maybe having a super dense heavy album is heavy and dense and you want to break it up and i also think that this is kind of painting a landscape of his life so the girls come into it and i've noticed that when talking about your life it's hard to not talk about love if i were to give a full picture of my life i'd have to also include these topics i suppose Mm -hmm. um but this is well done in the sense that there's an authenticity and a creativity to it where I feel like it stands out compared to most of the other girl songs. Like, it doesn't feel like a bunch of cheap planes. Like, look, let's pour another drink and dumb the pain. Starts off kind of like whatever. Emotionally detached, she said, I'm numb to pain. Again, it sounds like all the other versions of this song, only mm-hmm. that you believe them because you may have had a moment that's exactly like that in your life. Right. You're asking what it's like to love. I told her love's a game. You learn that love is pain. You learn to love the pain. And I'm like, okay, no, we're getting good with this one. This is like, yo, I've been broken, but I think it's still worth it. This is just my view of this shit. Then he had what Chris dropped, which is like this beautiful, like flirting, macking shit where he's like, I'm broken. You're broken. You think my my brain is dope. I think your body is dope. I think you're gorgeous and amazing. And these corny ass shooting star lines. 
After Hours, you're my movie star, pop star. I've got you singing like a rock star. McCartney, she's interstellar, like Jupiter, like whatever. So he flows on and he talks to her for a while until he's like, can you do it like the last time? She said, I can, sir, but I ain't talking about the star sign. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. So he smashes her and she's great. And it's like this little, like, you get the sense that it's this quick moment of passion. It's almost like something new, something exciting. And he just is fixated on her. And I like the line, you've had a couple boyfriends, but never had a man. I'll catch him at a traffic jam, red light, Amsterdam, if he tries to disrespect. In a sense where, like, he is a higher quality than the average boys that she's been fucking around with. I liked it a lot. I thought it was cool, as far as these songs go. I got a 4.35. And I appreciate the most the therapist session part at the end. Where he points out how important it is to have someone you can trust, especially when you're feeling a little fucked up. And if you're able to find like positive things in other people's life, despite the challenges, that's that's pretty good. And it's like he's sharing that with everybody. And it's important as part of the bigger picture. But like, it's, I mean, compared to Black, it's like, okay. So I give it a 4.35. Nice. All right, the next one has a title that is really straightforward and I know exactly what it means. Chris, where's the location? This one features Burna Boy and has a lot more of like a Caribbean feel to it right off the jump. It's like the radio song. Yeah, I guess. I don't know what the radio song for the UK scene is like, but what did you think about this one? It was okay. Um, it was cool. Uh, it had this poppy feel to it. It was energetic. It was kind of more... Uh, on a positive note, on a positive vibe. Um, like I've already said, I feel like this is the radio track where everybody just kind of like plays us at a party looking to kind of have a good time. Um, something that's said on verse one that kind of gives me the whole idea is this year about vacations, flight catching, train taking, soon as my off probation, your boyfriend's on a waiting thing. It's like right there, I kind of feel like, you know what, once his, non- once his friend comes out of probation they're gonna go party uh and he clearly states like he's talking to a woman your boyfriend's on a waiting thing you know his boy she's not really talking to the boyfriend right now or whatever so she's having a good time with them um i like how in verse two he kind of explains how he's like the leader uh and that if there's a bad ratio at this party or wherever he's at the at the location uh from men to women then he's when he's just gonna leave he'd rather be at a party with i i'm I'm assuming a lot more women there to have more fun have more good time uh but that's pretty much the whole context of the song there wasn't really anything really deep about this uh it's just send me the location when you know i'll pull up i'll be there girl and we're gonna have a good time and you know me and the homies are all gonna chill um burner boy does verse three I thought it was cool, pretty simple. It didn't really say much. It was kind of like, you know, he's got diamonds, he's got weed, he's smoking up, he's having a good time. Girl, uh, girl kind of calls him, making sure he's gonna be on the way there. He says he's pulling up at the party now. So, you know, it, w- it was an okay track. There wasn't really much to it. I gave it a four on five. Yeah, I mean, I this this is definitely on the more vapid side of stuff. It's not that his rhyming is bad. Like he's, he's witty and he's he's kind of like smart with it. Like sent me to location this year about vacations, flight catching, train taking. Soon as off probation, your boyfriend's on a waiting thing, etc. So you know, like there's a narrative. It moves forward. It's just okay. So he's meeting a girl or no shade. What shade is your foundation in? Darkest gray. The shade I'm in. Forty nine more if your babes wants in. 
So, I mean, he made a Fifty Shades of Grey pun for a threesome line. I guess that's something. And it ties into his overuse of the word shade, which is really actually well done. It's just kind of like, okay. So, he's famous and has status, so girls chase him and he likes that. And the chorus is there and it sounds good. So, like, check it. It's like a party vibe where I know he's going to get his dick wet because he wrote this song. Like, I totally get it. And I know a lot of people are going to dance to this. And there's a lot of, like, barbecues and shit where I bet people are going to really, really fucking dig it. I'm not the biggest fan of it in the sense of like the lyrics, but if I think about it from a vibing perspective, like I just want to go dance with the girl and have a good time perspective, mm-hmm. this song really fits nice. It's a good club song. It's a I good, don't even like, know if it's track. like, I'd say it's just, it's got a good vibe to it. It's something for like when you uh, want to like go a dance. Festival, like an like, outside beach party. Like when you're going to dance. That's what I think. It's got a good da- slower dancey vibe to it. It's nice. Everybody sounds proper and everything just is exactly what it's supposed to be. But like considering some of the fucking standout songs on this album, this one almost feels like a radio play, I guess, or something like that. So I gave it a 4.25. As far as that's, this kind of song goes, it's really well done. It's above average in a significant way. It's just I'm not as interested in it as pretty much... Like This might be my least favorite song on the project just for... It's like even the last one, he was creative about how he approached that girl. And this one, like... His creativity was really just, I'm going to rap about, like, all the regular rapper shit, and I'm going to do it a little bit better. And that's what I felt about this song. Even Fuck Your Girls. He even managed to fuck your girl. You know, anyway, I'm just, that's fine. I don't know who am I to judge on that shit. It's just what I like and what I don't. Either way, sometimes it feels like you talk, and then it's a disaster. So apparently, Jay Huss is in jail at the moment he's serving an eight month sentence and so that's a fun fact i guess for everybody about jay huss i don't know who he is i know they collaborated back in the day i feel like i'm a little ignorant on the history of the guy but like literally right there on the genius page it said it so i shared it with y'all um so second collaboration what i do like is more as the song progresses they start kind of really going back and forth like doing a couple bars here and there and flipping it and once the song starts doing that i'm like really fucking into it um the first the the chorus though doesn't do a, a whole lot for me mostly because i feel like i don't fully understand what the fuck i'm listening to i did learn a zuby a zuby like you gotta understand i never heard that word before in my life apparently that's a doobie did you know that doobies and zoobies are the same thing well that's what i just fucking learned today so like i mean i kind of like i like listening to it i enjoy hearing it like came on a rambo ting everything camouflaging looking like a bulletproof vest not as just a body warmer okay it's a big puffy jacket we got those up here and it sounds fine big man gossiping there's no nothing worser i swear i'm the father of the man bring something larger for the man disaster disaster it's fine it's a it's a chorus and i edinburgh i did know that was pronounced like that because of anyway so like it was cool but then that verse kicks in and it just fuck beefing with babies catch them out raving we're taking your paper your yak and your ladies fist fight this bitch bites like it's rabies drop your baby catch him from there i'm standing here bumped into dave by the santander and it's just like you're picturing them both at this event it's like oh dave's here all right and then this song happens and it's just fucking fun and i don't know that it, it goes too much into a lot of things that i thought were like super significant and like quote worthy and i could really deep dive but there's this 
overall semblance that they're real. They're not into the fake people in their environment. Then there's great lines like, I'm born with I'm with the born chasers or I'm with the cash grabbers and doing mathematics automatic never static and she don't know my real name she thought I was Patrick sit back and smoke like a baseball bat and then Dave kicks back in sorry that, that second part was um the other dude and then you think this is the life but it ain't all that I've done some evil things that I won't take back so it's like they have this combination of like swag and like my life is fucking amazing but they also let you know there's a cost to this and there's like a reality aspect to what they're spitting on what they're kind of dealing with. I really liked when he goes, I got nothing for a fed copper in your head and that's the definition of a penny for your thoughts. When he said that, I was like, ooh, I did like some of those more stereotypical excited noises where Bonnie looked at me like I was fucking crazy. Um, I like this track. I feel like it flows on through. It's pretty fucking dope. It's got a lot of interesting, well-written lines. Like a kid in a divorce, I'm leaving with your spouse. Okay, that's a, that. If you're gonna fuck my girl, be creative like that. All right, that's what I'm trying to say. It's good. I enjoyed listening to this. The hook was a little bit long for me, but in general, it felt like a really enjoyable song. And you kind of get the sense they're not to be fucked with. So I gave it a four point three five on five. Nice. Uh, you do get the sense, I, I got the sense that they're more kind of like freestyling a little bit, like maybe this was written, but I got I got like this energy from them, like they really kind of like you said, they were just at the same spot and they're like, oh, yo, you're here, let's make a rap track. And then boom, they kind of just, the energy fed, fed off of each other. So it was really cool. Uh, I like when I think Dave goes, mommy, I got flight, I got a flight to catch all for an internet gangster or a cyber man, Mike Myers, man, a couple tries tried to try a man my boys put stars in the hood like i'm strider man i know like it's just it's really cool um and, and it kind of continues just because it was it was a uh, part of the bar people wearing rollies doing life in can life in can isn't that ironic that they couldn't find the time to plan like wordplay is on point here the energy is coming out really cool i don't think that there's like i don't think they're dissing anybody i don't think there's like anything like directly attacked anybody but they are kind of just showing like they have the movements they have the control of what they're they're doing and, and what they're they're maybe their squads kind of moving like um jay huss says at one point uh man try to live this never knew he had a clitoris have have man for breakfast talk about hit list i bring the fire you you liar and a backstabber i'm with the born oh yeah but i'm with the born chasers or i'm the cash grabbers so that was pretty cool as well a line uh and, and it's kind of that same like energy back and forth between both of them which i really really enjoyed uh but again there, there isn't really much depth to this track so i just have to with a 4.2 i don't know if there's not a lack of depth it's just it's a lot of context painting it's a lot of wit it's a lot of puns mm -hmm. it's a, but i feel like there's depth in the sense that in the same way that streetham paints this picture of where he's from in the environment he kind of uses each like like he like even the same way with black like every lyric paints like a brush stroke and when you're at the end of the song you're kind of like okay i get what the fuck it's about i get the sense of what you're you're delivering to me even if you can and then you can kind of focus in on the different lines kind of communicate distinct ideas i don't know i see depth in this one anyway that's fine let's talk about how london of england not ontario we got you london ontario canada what anyway screw face capital i feel like we haven't talked enough about the beats at all they're all pretty good I feel like if you like 
they're like that combination of traditional hip hop means trap pretty much the whole way through the album I'd say except for that Caribbean flair where you got like that newer flair but you also got that slower pace like it's about the rhymes feel yep. to it like in this one the sparse piano kind of kicking in or that little voice in the background but it's really just nuancing so that he's gonna come in and rap um, I'm bad at describing beats um, so yeah Screwface Capital is apparently London he comes from London and I feel like this is just another track where we're getting a sense of where he comes from and the environment he's in right what's interesting is how it starts out with a hook like and I want you now with me and I want you now with me and I and then it just kind of starts describing shit you know um, I made a it starts out with I made a link with the Russian six figure discussions students in public my linen all tailored my outstanding payment swift like Taylor you just make a tweet, Taylor Swift line. You know, I was like, shit's, um, boy, I owe the man a beating, but don't watch what I'm making. Just not put both the P's and op at the same time I put the pay and pagan. I was like, did he just make pay and pagan? Like some of these lines I just never heard before. Mostly because it's UK shit. And I never even thought of that. But like you get the sense where in here he's like connected. He's bossed up. <coughs> he's living like a fancier life. There's higher stakes in his shit, you know. And he's like, my location changes quicker than gears on a brand new Porsche. You know, like, things are different now. Um, I got to watch for the greed and the hatred. I'm saying who's on votes. We hit up a, and see who's on smoke when it's that time. You can run that shit right there. And it's cool. You can't hear, like, a bad line. And he keeps his wit going. And again, I feel like this one is a context painter of where he's at in life like i you get the sense that at one point he was doing some more illicit things now he's legitimized and he's doing some more proper or musicy things in his life now i'm not trying to imply i know about his past sometimes guys are painting the pictures of their environment some guys are actually doing their things but what really makes this song gangster as fuck for me like really one of the nicest lines on the album this thing's coming like pokemon go done I just, I couldn't believe he made a Pokemon Go bar right in the middle of this fucking can dance you, ass. Can you, I do not have one Neek as a friend. If it's <coughs> beef on the end, then it's bleaker for them. The thing, that this thing come like Pokemon Go, because I see man once, never see him again. Actually, that is kind of the experience Let's, of playing Pokemon Go. The whole yeah. bar, please. But, well, I mean, if you're talking about the relationships you you made while playing Pokemon Go, you would run into the cute girl, you'd have a little chit-chat, you would take her to gym, you'd walk around for an hour and a half, you'd add her on Facebook, and you'd never talk to her again. Or you'd meet all these people, and you'd have a little thing, and then they'd be gone. I was like, that's pretty fun. That reminds me of my experiences playing Pokemon Go. It was a good time. I, I got a little less lazy because of that game. I don't know. Overall, what I like is the lack of chorus. This really like strong going song. I ain't got a memory when dad was around. Still a child when I turned man out the house. Tell me what you know about a bag full of bills and your mom crying out saying, son, I can't take it. And then staring in the mirror for an hour with a tear in your eye like, I got to go make it. You know? So it's like, have you watched your friends betray you? Have you seen all this shit? And you just... What I like about him, again, as I said before, is that as he paints you this picture of his reality, of the, the his memories, of the things that he's been through, you don't get this glorification so much as, I have to be this way because of the world that's made me. And considering he's 20, it's like you don't often hear this level of maturity out of guys this young. Hmm. Something I've noticed. And I don't know. No chick can tell me about attitude. I got the girl from Screwface Capital, as in the girls you surround with probably have a high level of attitude. I've heard some things that London ladies do have some attitude, so maybe it's the truth. And then it's just 
the outro and it's like a minute of like this crazy beat flip up with the and i want and i 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 want and it's just almost like as he's painting you this picture you're kind of left to think about that really open sample he just kind of wants maybe better or more or an escape from this place but this is where he comes from and this is his truth and shit and i thought it was really like damn that's a good song that was fun to listen to so i gave it a 4.5 on 5 really well made well i enjoyed the song as per what he was doing with it and the presentation but i don't really i don't really think there was um anything hard hitting for me besides the fact that the flow and the beat was kind of very just trappy uh i do agree with some with with some of the lines you quoted i like um when he went man man don't really want to talk walk to the shop or jump in the train because the ends got tension one eye on the ops two eye on my friend two eyes on my friends because at least my ops man knows their intentions like it's it's kind of like also in a way scary to see like he's also dealing with paranoia in terms of trust and loyalty around his own crew and his own and, and around him so it's really more of that raw authentic kind of like this is where we're coming from this is what i have to do to make money and survive um i like when he kind of he kind of reinforces his boss status like i made a link with the russians six-figure discussions dinner in public like oh okay you're out here make a big movement it's like that's that's really cool it shows that he's determined and he's got that ambition to k- still keep going but as well i feel like he's also trying to show people that like, you got to move correct um there's another line like i turn a loss to a lesson i turned a curse to a gift and a blessings like okay that's pretty cool you're really trying to look for the positive outlook of things you're trying to find that other side and start and not really being negative or whatnot uh i like how he um i like how he kind of calls people out like but you wouldn't know you wouldn't know that because you don't live this what have you done for your siblings i made sure that the family's sweet so many days that i've starved myself just to make sure that my whole family eats like that's so you're gonna say shit like there's no much to stood out to me no that's power no that is power that that line is power and that also shows like the hunger and the determination that he has and it really is brought out in the energy and in his voice and the way he carries himself on the track i really enjoyed it 4.5 all right the next song is called environment this is a particularly interesting song because it's describing his environment but something in like an angle we're not not that many people do as well as he does he's talking about what it is to be a rapper and it starts off with what do you think people see when they look at you like his therapist and then he's like look you see our gold chains and our flashy cars i see a lack of self-worth and i see battle scars right off the jump it's like yo you see this image put out i'm seeing what caused this image to actually be which is really just shit self-esteem he has to be with 20 men when he wears jewelry and you see it as gangster i see it as insecurity i've always found it weird like i would never feel that comfortable with 50 fucking people around me at any given time i never understood why people want so many people around them uh maybe it's safer i don't know maybe i should just never buy expensive jewelry so i have to deal with that shit where i'm from everybody wants to make it out but nobody wants to see somebody make it out damn it's like fuck that's a good way to put it and that's not just where he's from that's where i'm from too man that's basically everyone it's like you have your you want your you have your ambition your goals your dreams and everyone's like yeah we we support ambitions goals and dreams but nobody really supports you Nah, they just want to 
they just want you to they just want you to help them and most people are like that unfortunately i mean hell we're all guilty of it i mean i'm trying to be less like that but i still am or then you see the video of vixens and other pearly weights you don't see the dirty nights long days and early flights you see the deals and think all these rappers laughing now you don't get that if we weren't already we're a target now shit eh you see all the groupies girls and think that they're heaven sent i see 25 minutes with the yeah. empty sex hey. and it's just like looking at the different perceptions like yo imagine your whole life is traveling and you go to these shows and all the girls want to fuck you sure but you can't find connections and it's just a routine of almost like monotonous escapism well, i feel like there's kind of like again like maybe paranoia or the thought of like girl you wouldn't be sleeping with me if i was broke or like you know? champagne bottles and all the screaming girls it's ironic how you'll never hear a uh, scream for help fucking hell why do you think we're all going through the same thing depression when you make it the pressure and the hatred your people talk about you you can't say shit anyway and he just he just really comes in only elves i'm hiding in my closet have a v after that's how he ends it you know like mm -hmm. how people have secrets and people are trying to destroy him but the truth is all he has that's an l is a louis vuitton but like yo i think this is a really great song about more of the reality of the life behind being a rapper the kind of shit you hear about in the interviews and you hear about the stuff after only he's making so instead of trying to be like yo my life's ridiculous he's trying to say yo it looks a certain way but it's really kind of what i see is this and I think it's very honest and I think again it's another kind of song we need more of people who are saying like this isn't fun like you think it is it's a lot of work and it's really fucking hard and it's depressing low self-esteem degradating shit where everyone's after you and nothing's simple so maybe just kind of think twice about all this shit you know and I guess it's a five I thought it was powerful I thought it spoke to me in a really significant way and the little way the skit at the, the end of the song kind of asks him, okay, do you, like, you know, it's more relevant to the next song, but it just kind of ends asking him, like, if the people around you, the, the, when you see other people's lives and you hear their stories, does that inspire you in some way? Does that impact you? Right after talking about his current conundrum, it's fucking interesting. So I get it's a five. It's really well done. I gave the song a 4.2. Uh, I do like the song overall. I think it's just... Uh, it's not really just my taste in terms of music wanting to listen to uh but it's great though like the fact that he's kind of giving you that industry insider and giving you that point of view of like what music industry is kind of like and how <clears throat> how there's always this other side this always darker side to everything it, it, it was it was a good song it's all right um i guess chris doesn't have that much more to say on that not one much to say on that so one. why don't we move on to a song that once you hear you may never forget and that's leslie Alright, this is 11 minutes. <laughs> I didn't know it was 11 minutes at first. I was just listening to it at work. <clears throat> and really? I had this moment, well, I just was playing the album for the first time at work. Mm -hmm. And you're going through it, and then you're like, this is kind of long. And then, I'm not bored. I'm actually really interested. And I realized I was like four and a half minutes in of this 11 minute adventure. I'm like, that's fucking next level. Alright. So I'm going to give you, you have to listen to the song to really get the full impact. I mean, his rhyming's on point. I'm just going to kind of summarize the story here because that's, it's long and I don't think we can really do this justice. Um, but he starts off kind of describing how the world works in a strange way. Now, keep in mind, he's answering the, the therapist's question of, do you ever hear about other people's pain and trauma that inspire you? Um, and he, he describes this moment where he's on the train. 
and he's taking it and it just works out that every day he's on this 906 train and he meets this per this girl and how uh you know he's talking about college and she would talk about meetings and she wants to leave she hates what she does but needs it whatever and she's like doesn't know what she's doing for the weekend and she's just like i don't know myself and it's just kind of plays out and it's kind of sad and then we get to the verse two as the story gets a little bit deeper and we find out that she used to be this vibrant like happy excited person and now she barely goes out because her man's kind of possessive and her friends want to help her but nobody really knows how to intervene uh she can't see it but everyone else it's clear as day her friend hannah who kind of went through something similar she could kind of notice it a mile away turtleneck jumpers makeup around the eye spots you know all the signs were there that this dude's a little bit abusive leslie kind of downplays it Leslie's the name of the girl that on the train and we find out that the guy's name is Jason and he's kind of like used to be like a criminal and now whatever she's a he's a bad boy he's illogical and she's a good girl and it's kind of like an opposites attract and he was all excited until they had an argument and then he just kind of ditches her and she doesn't know more of the story but that's kind of what it is and then you know all of a sudden she lost her jobs and it fucked everything up and then we go on to the third verse because of the chorus kind of kicks in like she doesn't know right now oh sorry uh, at the end of the second verse it's like uh hannah was there and then les hannah's her friend that's taking care of her in that moment and then when he runs into her she kind of says the same thing she said in the first chorus i don't know myself only instead of it being about like the chorus about i don't know myself like i don't know what i'm doing like if i were to think about it it's not i don't know myself as though I don't know myself to person anymore and it's just like oh shit that that's a different meaning that's a lot darker and then it gets even darker i got nothing to live for it's been raw he's never been poor there's no income my boyfriend's gone he finds that he's having a kid and she's kind of four months pregnant but isn't really accepting it trying to reach out to dudes and shit isn't really clicking on it and then he goes and asks her again at the end of this and leslie living in this gift called life there's no better gift than the gift of life so can you handle it and now she doesn't know herself because she doesn't know if she can handle it it goes back to maybe the first meaning of i don't know myself then after that her perspective changes her baby's expected to drop she went and told hannah about it and hannah's like yo this shit's kind of real yo you you gotta be like straight up you gotta go and talk to jason about it you know whatever deal with the situation she's like you and jason are on again off again it's not like the best but she so uh leslie doesn't tell hannah that jason is going out with her again i was in this song like four or five times i want to really make sure i knew what the fuck this story was um and then um jason doesn't realize she's pregnant so she's on her way to go tell him and like she, anyway because she has some or uh, sorry uh and she's just kind of realizes that she's she has like this fantasy of everything working out with jason so she's gonna go tell him and she calls up hannah and leaves the voicemail like yo hannah it's les call me back i want to talk to you about the baby whatever and she kind of leaves that voicemail to hannah on the phone then these she's kind of describing how she used to be so fucking confident but these days i swear that i don't know myself and now we're back to the second definition of i don't know myself um then in the fifth verse because you know the shit just keeps going um leslie was supposed to have a baby scan but she left early so i guess she wasn't on the train or whatever she's trying to go see jason she takes a cab to go meet up with him and she's feeling all excited and she's kind of fantasizing about the little fantasy life with jason all working out but then she gets home or to his place and she sees that there's some girl's sh shoes on the floor and jason's naked and he's like yo hide in the closet 
And then she goes up and she kind of like, want, she's like, yo, what kind of person would cheat on his pregnant girlfriend? And then Jason finds out she's pregnant. He's like, what the fuck? You weren't going to tell everything. And she's like, I don't want anything from you anymore. I don't want any love. Open up that fucking wardrobe. I want to see what that girl looks like. And she starts to try to open it, etc. And then uh, Jason basically beats the shit out of her. And it's saying shit like... Um, did he... Did he- Jason pulling me from behind now he's gripping on me white flashes eye gashes where he's hitting me you know like when you get pounded in the face and it flashes white see I just wanted to disappear I wasn't living for me physically I shut the fucking door as quick as can be he's outside asking why I made him do what he did using a kick to open up the room that I'm barricaded in I'm feeling afraid uh, barricaded with a chair and a handle I'm hearing sirens but I just want to run away but I can't Jason's gone by the time the police come they come around and it just paints blood splattered everywhere they don't understand what the fuck happened until they find the phone with the voicemail and it repeats that well, thing from Hannah no they find her in the bat and they find her in the room yeah like broken and bloody and, like, and she can't she, she doesn't say anything it literally goes like she can't say anything <clears throat> well, no, she's, but, but she's, she's really sharp pain where she's She's deep and distressed and his meters above her head. If anything, she couldn't even say anything. But she's got this really sharp pain where her belly is. So they call an ambulance. Leslie didn't plan for this. So she's like, I'm in pain. She can't really say anything. Police are in a room trying to find a missing piece of this puzzle until they stumble. And so that's why I didn't want Chris to go first. I knew we would mix up details. Um, and uh, then they find the phone in the wardrobe and they hear the voicemail, which kind of gives yeah, them yeah. some clues yeah, as yeah. to what's going on. And then... Then it just describes kind of the aftermath. She felt Victor is uh, sick to her stomach. She started panicking, mind rattling, trying to understand what Hannah did, battling the shame because the situation's embarrassing. She's trying to fathom it, betrayed her by her own garrison. So I guess somebody talked about what happened, and, or Hannah came and told the cops and played the voicemail. Hannah sleeping with Jason. Was it Hannah? Yes. Oh, I missed that detail. That's the entire reason why she's panicking. Hannah is sleeping with Jason, which is why Hannah told her in the beginning she needs to speak with Jason because Hannah's been sleeping with Jason. So uh, when she okay, found the, that she found the voicemail, and the, and that's why when she calls, uh, when Leslie calls Hannah on the voicemail, and she leaves the voicemail, you're assuming they were basically fucking while she got the voicemail and then all of this happened because ah. she went to the x-ray scan and she comes back well she dips early she comes back they walk in as she's walking up the house as she's walking up the stairs she hears jason say get into the closet well because it kind of makes it sound like she doesn't know who's jason's fucking in that whole verse that was no the whole- she doesn't know specifically who it is but she knows there's somebody there which is why she reaches for the closet but then she hears right him. so she doesn't know who the girl is i didn't take it like hannah was fucking no I, th- I i knew exactly it was hannah when the once they got the voicemail that's why she panicked hannah's the one who was there yeah but they play the voicemail like yo hannah it's less can you call me back i want to talk about the baby you me jason why is hannah's that? phone in his wardrobe oh okay that makes sense that He's she's at his place. Ah, uh, it didn't make sense. Okay, that's fair. No, granted, it's an eleven-minute song. Don't don't hate me for fucking that up. Uh, okay. And I'm mixing up details. You mixed up other details. <laughs> Still, then she fell sick to her stomach. She's panicking, whatever, and she's feeling all fucked up. And then he, uh, Dave kind of comes back into yeah, the yeah. story and yeah, describes yeah. how fucked up she looks with her broken-ass nose and her jawline shattered. And they said the baby was the only reason she's holding on. She's dozing off. Doctors get no response. So she's basically in like a coma and shit. He's kind of like narrating the situation. Yeah, well, sense. but you also get the feeling like he went to go see her in the hospital or some shit. Like I didn't get that feeling. I got more like I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm just well, saying. I mean, like, I, I, just, I, get it. I mean, he's 
just describing what happened to her. Mm-hmm. So how does he know? Because it's almost like she told him about it. As what well, I took. It could be. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, and then he kind of breaks the fourth wall a bit, and he goes, "You see that this time I'm taking out to tell you the story is more than a song or a track. It's a message to a woman with a toxic man. I'm begging you to get support if you're lost or trapped. I understand. That I can never understand, and I'm saying that it's easy, but it must be right." Some of your sisters, aunties, moms, or wives are fucked aside. They will never touch on why I'm touched, etc. Um, this shit's awful no matter what culture. It ain't normal. Men try and twist it, make it seem like it's your fault. In that train full of people you're taking, how many Leslie's are riding from there, Jason? And then there's some of the girl singy shit. And then there's another little interlude about, like, you know, how he's kind of moved up a lot from his sessions and it kind of ends like he's doing really well. But, like... Yo, this song, I don't know that I'm ever going to forget this song. Like, it is. The level of storytelling in this track is very, very good. At first, when I saw that it was an 11-minute song, I kind of got, like, a little annoyed. I was like, oh, for fuck's sakes, come on. But when you really listen to it and you get into his voice and you get into what he's saying and the story and the way he's building and the way he's using the uh the chorus as as leslie's response and and the way that everything connects it's like you you don't even realize the 11 minutes are going by you 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 are in focused on that song and that that to me is very very good that is very creative that is very uh determined to to get a message out there um I mean, look, I have like a problem solving mind. So I was trying to pick apart the pieces and try to build it all together the whole with song until the end where it really hit me. It was like, cause I've thought of this, um, you know, when I'm on a Metro or on a bus, I kind of just look at people or I look at women or I look at men and I'm just like, I wonder if they're coming back from a fight. I wonder if they're coming back from this, like just, just anything, you know, maybe I came back from like an argument and I'm just indulging in my own self bullshit, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, to, he, to see how Dave kind of brings that topic to life where he's like, you know, next time you see a Leslie, maybe she's running from her Jason. It's like, shit, like we all got problems. We all got issues. We're just, you know, maybe good at hiding it or or whatever. It's, it's like he's breaking down that security barrier that people kind of put up. Like he's trying to inflict that conversation kind of happening. So that was, that was cool. Um, Honestly, I, I gave the song a five on five. This is... Yeah. the song on here that i gave a five on five to it's it's beautiful it's beautiful okay. in the sense of like the story like just the the way it's presented but it, it's also like life lessening and teaching and and it's just like he tells like there's a lot of stories about this type of shit but i feel like the level of the detail he goes into while crafting this story from the perspective of almost somebody listening to what this story is like on an outsider perspective like establishing i can never understand through both the way he tells the story and directly saying it but really showing something that is real that many people have probably dealt with in even an indirect way and then ending it again kind of like how he pointed out suicide wasn't the answer but to point out like there is no justification for this i don't give a fuck about your culture this is wrong and everybody needs to know it and then it just i don't know man this is a five it's one of the best fucking songs i think i've heard in i don't know it ranks really high in like a list of impactful songs i've heard in my life in my life not just ever like ever like i won't for it's like entrenched into my fucking brain I don't know. I liked it a lot. It was really great. But, uh, yeah. I feel bad for the next song. It's called Voices. 
I don't really know how good or bad this song is personally because it came after the last song and everything sounds worse after the last song like it's lighter it's easier to listen to it sounds like a guy who uh, constantly has people or himself even voices in his head struggle darkness trying to pull him down and he's fighting that to maintain like a more optimistic point of view and he's struggling with being more like positive and whatnot is i guess what i took with that so like he's describing um i gotta speak out in a heartbreak well man i got her on speed dial me and suffering got the same pad me and pain go way back and it's hard to explain but you know he hears voices i hear voices when i sleep and and the voices say everything i need i can't get them out you know it just paints this picture and it's fine it's just i was sitting there going leslie is like next level this shit is like this shit is just vapid by comparison yep this shit is and it's not even fair to this song this song is actually pretty good lighter kind of feels uplifting like there's a little battle going on inside and he wins and he grew up and he kind of is achieving a better life if anything it's like the experiences that he's seen has allowed him to embrace this this higher understanding of trying to chase optimistic outcomes so that's really cool but it's so slow like on my life i hear voices and it's like kind of calm and it it just album placement wise it's a little bit weird to go because the song after it is a lot more like leslie too so it's uh, maybe he was going too much heavy in a row let's put this guy but it's like Like sandwiched in between two seriously strong songs and that made it hard to get my it's like my brain couldn't flip from serious to fun to serious or whatever back quick enough however the beat's really nice really smooth and everything and it's really well done so i give it a 4.35 but i don't have a lot to say because i just i don't care about it as much as the other two songs i mean i gave it a 4.2 i like the song it, it, again it was another for me i consider this to be like a radio type beat like a radio type jam like yeah it's talking about the voices in his head and like maybe his mental illness or whatever i don't want to label it as anything but it's it didn't have like i rather go back and listen to the whole storytelling i want i'm, I'm still kind of in that vibe of like shit like you just put me in this mood like so it was it was it was different um but i i actually don't have much to say about it either like i feel like the song itself is maybe just a break for the album because i agree with you holden like the next song is super serious and maybe not like super super serious but it's it's pretty much more serious than a lot of the songs we've been getting on the album and as well it's sandwiched in between leslie and the next track so i don't know i i i don't know i don't know what i would think if maybe this was like another serious track three three serious tracks in a row maybe have been a different placement on the album i I don't know it's really tricky i think this is just a hit or miss it's either you're playing the album you pass leslie and you like it or you're passing it and you're like um skip that's really how i kind of feel about the track i gave it a 4.2 dave can rap he is talented the song is good i would listen to it at a party aimlessly like it's it's not bad it would have been good next to the songs about girls but thematically it fits better here like for the story but the sound feels weird. I don't know if you guys get what I'm trying to say. Anyway, the last one is the other end of psychodrama, drama. This is like an interesting one. It starts off and it ends with his brother talking to him from prison. Um, and it's really kind of like, he's just kind of describing some shit like, 
understanding that he like like man was saying bro many nights man prayed bro somewhere someone's gonna help me through this man someone is gonna help bring the shit out time it took a while for me to recognize boy you who you were gonna send you know what man so i'm very proud i'm very happy to see it's one of my own in it you know so it's like he was desperate and he was feeling sad he didn't know who was gonna be his salvation but then he realized it's gonna be dave because dave's coming through and now winning in shape and it's almost like his brother giving him that appreciation and he took that phone call and then he like, kind of like wrote this response back to his brother on this album. Like, look, I don't know where to start, but I just done my first psychodrama and I hope the world hears my craft. I'm excited, man. I pray you get to hear my craft from my childhood or my mother didn't hear me laugh. I'm presenting you with the future. I don't fear my past. And it's like he's talking to his brother like, yo, so I went through this therapy thing, this album process, and I'm done. And I'm feeling fucking proud of my shit. I hope mm -hmm. the world likes it. I hope you hear it. Even though my mom's didn't hear me smile much, like, now there's reasons. And I'm not afraid of the past. The future's looking fucking bright. He's only got, I ain't got a tattoo anywhere near my arms, but best believe on my sleeves is where I wear my heart. It's cheesy, but I like it because it's true. Uh, do, you need, do you know how easy it is to be a sinner? How many losses you need? before you can be a winner reason with a criminal that needs to eat a dinner is it survival of the fittest or is he a killer losing dad was big losing you was bigger never had a father i needed you to be the figure and you know and then kind of describes a little bit about what he's had to deal with and what he had to overcome you know from treating women poorly to the different issues of growing up without a dad only to like culminating at this point where like he's kind of winning um one of my favorite lines i forgot to mention was when he got a 99 in english because he doesn't know the meaning of rest i'm the kind of meta way he goes i didn't get 99 marks in english i was faking it i got 98 because i don't know what a vacation is and you know if you saw god what would you say to him if given the chance would you have taken it if you could rewind time would you change it in it do you believe what an angel is or do you believe what the devil is you know it's just like it's almost like he he's kind of hit this new elevation of consciousness where things are maybe working and he's had time to really consider stuff and he's just wondering like what, what whether he would have gone back maybe and changed it because as he mentioned earlier in the first song it's through his pain it's through all of these terrible fucking things and the darkness that he's been through that he's able to become the person who can save his brother and shit and then it flows back into his brother and he's just kind of hyping up like the first time he heard his song and on the radio and it was a banger and he was excited and then he tells the story about samuel where i believe it um as we asked jesse are these all the sons you have and then they're still the youngest he's tending sheep he was like the layman's son and it turned out that's the one that god picked so it's almost like saying bro you're like samuel maybe you're the last in line maybe this and that but like really you're the one that god picked to make it happen and i appreciate you for who you are and i'm like all, all in all i was like this is a really strong way to end the album deeply personal um and it really it's like the opposite of the first song the first song you kind of get in that craziness of i don't feel proper but here it's almost like i have a reason to live and it's like this mo mostly because of shit like his brother appreciating him and just kind of seeing the other side of it all how this craziness shaped him into being this person where it kind of ends his drama and it may be a lot of drama in his life but it turned him into like the man he is today anyway I have it a 4.75 dope track. Nice. Um, I agree. I, I like I like how he ended the album with this. I like how he kind of dedicated this to his brother uh, in jail. 
um, and how he kind of had to grow up, how he, he felt experiencing that and going through that. Um, I like how he kind of brought out the line about having to swallow a very bitter pill and it's more like cyanide, watching his brother have to go to jail. Like that was really kind of touching. Um, now, I, I think that this song itself is, is kind of just like, in a way, him being a little bit more personal and a little bit more honest with what he kind of goes through and the fact that he's also kind of showing like a lot of the older people in my lives who are supposed to kind of guide me or whatnot or not that were never there. Like it really kind of just redefine, re I'm going to say reassures his point of being kind of alone and, and really seeing that. And, and, it, and it hurts a little bit. Like it hurts that he, it, it feels like he had to kind of guide himself and and go and learn about which makes him into the strong man he is today and, and it, it was great to see that um i like lines like i ain't got a vision of marriage or a wedding ring it's world domination and music or it ain't anything i'm obsessed focused on the objective tell a don yes disagree i object used to treat my women like an object uh they they really want a monster come and see me i'm the lockness settle for a lot less like he's not even trying what I what I kind of take that is like he's self-analyzing himself. He's realizing that he used to kind of treat people a certain way. Um, he's trying to change. He still kind of feels like he is a monster. So he's like trying to, you know, playing words with the Loch Ness on that. So that was cool, too. But I like how um, he like he, he when he said settle for a lot less, like I feel like he's doing it for something different like he's not really doing it for money he's not really doing it for all this like there's something else that he's really like, like if you were to give to him if it was like maybe love a connection and understanding maybe an ear to listen to a shoulder to cry on he would settle for that as well like he's very kind of in, in a way humble a little bit simple we'll say uh but i love the song it's a 4.7 it was great fair enough and i think that brings us to the end of this album review yep this project is fucking dope like this is a 4.618 is what I gave it. I would, I was blown away. Like, A, the kid's 20. I have to say that again because, like, sometimes you're, it, like, I, I would expect something like this out of a dude 10 years older than him in terms of the level of knowledge and shit he's dropping. The rapping is next level. The writing is honest and open. The topics are diverse-ish. There's a couple of redundancies, but still, he manages to be witty and creative and fucking dope with it. It's like he paints you a picture of who he is, where he comes from. You get the sense of the type of person he is. And he doesn't, he, he just talks about some real shit, like really real shit in a way that doesn't glorify or fake it. it it's just like, you somehow don't want to be a rapper listening to it because he manages to make fucking groupies sound kind of boring and vapid and like a lot of honesty that i don't think a lot of people are giving the production's pretty excellent throughout the project it's diverse it stays up and except for that one song the placement is really great on this project and yeah i really liked it a lot i think as far as like this new age of rap is coming out like it makes me so optimistic about like the next five or six years of people like this are continually to drop like 2019 has been great as far as lyrics have been concerned nice overall i gave the album a 4.38 <clears throat> i really think it was super dope super introspective as my first actual dave album it was cool it was, it was cool to see a personal side of of this artist it was cool that he was like raw and authentic and able to give us his his um i guess unfiltered thoughts throughout the album that's what i kind of got from a lot of this that there wasn't 
he wasn't trying to make anything super polished. It was just, I have shit to say, and this is how I'm going to say, and this is what I want you to hear. And I want you to really understand what's happening in my brain. And I think that that really shows a level of self-awareness and consciousness of like when you're ready to really just be yourself and kind of give up an act or whatnot. You know, I feel like the music might change a little bit. There's a different feel. So it was really cool. I think that I think that, you know, everybody should take a moment to listen to this album. And I do agree that lyrics are coming back. And I think that they're starting on different sectors right now, like different parts of the world. And then they're going to come in, in soon. Mainstream's going to be back to lyrical. All right. Thank you all for watching. Totally appreciate it. Feel free to leave a comment with any thoughts or ideas or opinions you may have. Um, we really appreciate you. Just wanted to say that again. Uh, special thanks to the patrons Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Super Old School 1994, Linda Williams, Carl J. And they support what we do. They help us get a new camera. They all get to request albums. Most of them get to request albums and force our hand and tell us what to review. Uh, so if you want to support us and tell us what to review, you can check that out. Um, also, if you want to hit that subscribe button, it would be super duper cool. And if you want to hit that like button, it would also be super cool. But most importantly, if you want to leave that comment, we can have a little chit chat. That would be mad dope. Anyway, we appreciate you being here. It's always a blast. Thank you. And we'll catch you next time with another review. Peace. Oh, yeah. It's Yellow Wolf next week. Motherfucking Trunk Music 3 is finally coming. All right. Peace.